Photos, photos, photos. Oh, so many photos. <laughs> I was hoping I would get a physical Vanity Fair uh, today, mm-hmm. but I didn't yet. So Yeah, I was like, do I need any groceries? <laughs> do I have an excuse <laughs> to go to the store and see if they have the new issue of Vanity Fair? Because must have must have it in my greasy little hands um yeah that oscar isaac photo has i it's think has the world imp- by storm it has impregnated america we're all now pregnant it has just changed everyone's perception of dune everyone now is just like hey what's this dune <laughs> yeah. now they'll be a little disappointed um yeah i, I did know. see a lot uh, of tweets about oh this movie with Oscar Isaac and Jason Momoa. It's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but yes, we are of course talking about the Vanity Fair article and the pictures, the set photos mm-hmm. that were released for the new movie. Uh, so it looks. What do you great. think of the look, the aesthetic? I think it looks fantastic. I mean, I think it looks fine. Um, Honestly, like, I've seen a lot of people complaining that it seems, you know, very grimdark. But, I mean, that's what the Atreides do, man. Like, that's their life. I mean, people Um, that expect um, Dune to be, like, super colorful and fun, I'm just like They just saw Yoreski's Dune. Yeah, (laughs) or even, like, even Lynch's is more colorful than than the book really is. I I don't know. I'm just like, hmm. And also, we're only seeing... We haven't seen anyone that's not Atreides or a Fremen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they're all uniform for the Atreides and, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the Fremen aren't walking around in, like, plaids. <laughs> so I think I think when we see, like, the Harkonnen, you know, any of those, anyone who's not an Atreides, I think will be a little more, like, I mean, what do people want? Do they want, like, Jupiter ascending? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're putting all of your focus into aesthetic and none of it into story, you eh. get Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because that movie looks great. It just happens to be a turd. But sorry, I know you're you're a fan. Eh, I mean, I I just I like aesthetics. <laughs> it's sort of the same way that I feel about like well the cell like the cell. Although I think the cell is a pretty good movie, but. At the end of the day, it's just another serial killer movie. It just looks amazing. But I'm, like, encouraged by some of the stuff I read mm-hmm. in the in the Vanity Fair pieces. Um, just the way that they're approaching the characters. Like, the Baron, I'm glad to hear it's not just going to be a one-note fat gay yep. villain. <laughs> That's encouraging to me. <laughs> because I've seen a lot... I've seen a lot of really good... Uh, I sent you that tweet uh, that Anthony Rapp, the actor had Mm -hmm. put out there saying you know just general reminder that there's some terrible homophobic stuff in this book and hopefully that is not in the movie but that you know frank herbert did not have a fantastic track record and i think that that's that's really important and it's Mm -hmm. important for people to go in realizing that and hoping that they you know switch that up a bit but we'll just have to wait and see uh i think it looks really good like i like all the actors i think mm-hmm. everyone looks like they're super into it i like that lady jessica's role is expanded mm-hmm. some. yeah and honestly i think it 
starts to suffer from the same thing that we've talked about this before, something like John Carter experienced, mm-hmm. which is everyone going, oh, my God, it's just like Star Wars. No, Star Wars is like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing with, yeah, the same thing with like something like John Carter, where people were just like, oh, I've seen this before. It's like, you haven't, actually. You've seen all <laughs> yeah. the stuff that people ripped off from this. Exactly. And it's the same the same kind of thing um, with this is that a lot of people are saying like, oh, you know, it looks too much. Like I've seen a lot of it looks too much like a rival. Mm. Which I don't well, know. he has an aesthetic. He has yeah. he has a brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw my beautiful Photoshop of the spider. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> I'm a I'm a talented artiste. Uh, <laughs> look out, Josh Hollis, friend of the show friend of us excellent yeah. at photoshop <laughs> i'm coming for you <laughs> I, I think he's probably secure <laughs> yeah i don't think he's too too worried i once saw too him worried. photoshop on his phone at a restaurant and it was amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> was he like, did Wait, that did that just happen did you just photoshop that in a restaurant <laughs> well we wanted to um just kind of tack this on to the beginning Mm -hmm. of this episode because um we recorded this a week ago and i wanted to make sure that we went in fresh with our reactions to this they just came out yesterday and boy it was really hard (laughs) to concentrate on anything i had god i woke up and was just like "Ah, I, i had an article due and i was like i had to put my phone in another room because if I did not, I would not get anything written. I would just be staring at these photos. So, And confirmation at last that Kynes mm-hmm. in the movie will be a woman. She looks great. She looks amazing. That yeah, was the picture amazing. I first sent you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where it was like 4.30 in the morning your time. And I was just like, <laughs> why? That's fine. I didn't see it until the crow woke me up at 6. <laughs> She means that literally, folks. It's not yeah, a euphemism a or a, that likes to a folksy saying. Sit outside my bedroom window and claw until I wake up. <laughs> and it's like day three now, and I am... It's your familiar. It's you like, wake up and do some like, spells. You don't want to have to eat crow. I'm tempted at this moment. And they I did that in a little house in the prairie. <laughs> because there were so many crows that they made a pie out of them. I'm going to put this one in a pie if he doesn't let me sleep in. <laughs> anyway. Well, I guess we should start the show. They Okay. So that was our reactions. Our reactions so far is mm-hmm. hooray. Yes. Very excited. Very, very excited. Yes. And as we expected, when these photos came out, we did get some new listeners, some new subscribers, some new followers. So hi. Welcome. Hello. We're going to try to stay on topic as much as yes. possible. But we do frequently veer off topic. And we're going to pretend we, to be a serious podcast about. Doom. Yeah. I mean, we do talk about the chapters, mm-hmm. but we also get wildly off topic and we are thirsty. I'm sorry. Very much so. I think not, that that's the I'm best way really, to read a book. I'm not. I'm not really sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> I've been thirsty for literary characters since I was a wee, <laughs> a wee lass. Yeah. That's why I love reading and love books. So. Mm-hmm. I refuse to apologize, but welcome everyone, and uh, we hope you enjoy the show.
Hello, and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. On this show, we're discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series chapter by chapter. And this week, we're back to talk about chapter 42 just as soon as we reach the Cave of Birds. <gasps> cave of Birds. I don't no, know if we ever do. No, <laughs> oh, no birds. <laughs> cave of Crows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like it would be one of the lesser books in A yeah, Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> oh, The Cave kind, of Crows. It kind of does. I mean, there's a feast for crows. Oh, that's true. I did read the first three books, I think, of that mm-hmm. series. But we're not here to talk about Game of Thrones. No, 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 no. We're here to talk started. about Dune. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of exciting stuff. We have talked about that already, but it's still exciting. Everyone still excited. It is. Um, yeah, I, I mean, how many, show of hands, how many of you are still looking at that picture of Oscar Isaac? <laughs> how many people have made it the background of their phone? I mean, <laughs> like, mine is let's... still a picture of a happy sheep, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I know what sheep you mean. That's a beautiful sheep. Yeah. It's <laughs> a real happy sheep. It just makes me smile when I see it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not saying that Oscar Isaac doesn't make me smile when I see him, but my husband <laughs> prefers the sheep, I think. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, yeah, that... Well, I got one of those uh, scam emails recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that say that I have to pay X amount in Bitcoin or they're going to release oh, right. a video of me looking at, you know dirty dirty websites i forget the euphemism that they used because they never just say pornography it's always like you know poorly translated so it's something else but it was just what if it was just that picture of oscar isaac i mean (laughs) that it could be considered it should be considered pornography honestly they're like the video isn't even dirty it's just you looking at this picture so much that we thought (laughs) we would blackmail you with that (laughs) <laughs> you're supposed to well, be working so we thought we'd send it to your boss well you got me i guess <laughs> damn <laughs> um public service announcement if you ever get one of those emails they have not hacked your computer um yeah don't they're... pay anybody any bitcoin it's what they call phishing it's called something i forget i i've taken so many trainings at work about what those are you'd think i'd know at this point yeah. <laughs> I just like the I, skits. I get them sometimes too, and I'm just like, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm not think, giving you any Bitcoin. I don't care what you do. I think it was um, a friend of the show, Clint Worthington, had mentioned on Twitter that he had gotten with these recently, and his response was he just wanted to write them back and be like, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I want everyone to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my kink. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Just do it. <laughs> I think you have to get that. Imagine if that was true, though, and you got that email. Like, that's the thing that's never, I've never understood about that threat, is that if I got an email that was like, oh, this is a video of Bo North, whatever, mm-hmm. having some personal time, I'd be like, oh, okay, no, thank you. Like, <laughs> I think I'll just delete that and maybe <laughs> give her a heads up. Yeah, I mean. Like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I it, honestly, um, I'm pretty basic, and everything I do is under the covers, <laughs> just because we have very large windows in our place. So anyway, enough <laughs> about that. If you're a fremen, it's there's no blackmail because this is all out there. Everyone knows. Yeah, everyone knows what you do in your personal time. You little... Can't go talk to Jeff right now. There's cause... really no me time among the fremen. 
Well, one, we can't talk to Jeff because he's dead. He's but dead. two, also, because he's having personal time. Right. Anywho, now about religion. Uh, <laughs> Perfect seg. Perfect <laughs> segue. <laughs> I am an artiste. Mm-hmm. So this week's epigraph, still by the Princess of Rulin, comes from Wadib, The Religious Issues, which I think he has was, some. <laughs> was a think piece she wrote for Slate or yeah. Uh, you cannot avoid the interplay of politics within an orthodox religion. This power struggle permeates the training, education, educating, and disciplining of the orthodox community. Because of this pressure, the leaders of such a community inevitably must face that ultimate internal question to succumb to complete opportunism as the price of maintaining their rule or risk sacrificing themselves for the sake of the orthodox ethic. Okay. Yikes. And how much does that really have to do with this chapter? I mean, it has a little bit in that Paul is realizing that he's going to have to shake up the status quo uh, mm-hmm. and not kill Stilgar, whom he loves. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, other than that, it's kind of like, do, 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 do. <laughs> like, all right. It's always fine. just like, perfect. Let's hear this lady's thoughts on religion. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, that's interesting because I always, there's not a lot that I can think of off the top of my head about everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, some Orange Catholic Bibles. Uh, there are Jewish people, but that doesn't come till later and they are a secret. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess everyone's sort of a space Protestant. Because they say Orange Catholic, but we just, it's Protestant. They just mean Catholic and like in all. It's a, as we established in an earlier episode, it's. A very live, laugh, love kind of religion. Mm-hmm. So we we're picking up with back. We're back with Paul, and he is about to hook hook him, a wild old man of the desert. I like this that they keep he keeps calling it this. Yeah, the wild old man of the desert. Because these aren't your your basic worms that you keep around to squeeze to death for right. the water of life. And then this chapter did confirm that they they do that. They mm-hmm. breed these breed them, I guess, like these little makers to they say for seed and for the water of life. And I'm like, is seed like the spice? The spice? Um what do you call Who could it? say? I need a Netflix documentary. Yeah. <laughs> worm Worm King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's a giant. It's it's of course the biggest and best because it's Paul, mm-hmm. um, biggest old worm you ever did see, and yeah, he he does it pretty successfully. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that when he is on it and feels successful, he does kind of want to do like some flips. Yeah, he wants to show off a little bit. You know, like, make it do something cool. He thinks about Stilgar warning him that a lot of times, like, kids will do that. Where they'll, like, dance around or they'll, like, let go of the hooks. Yeah. <laughs> and do some, like, kickflips and then... Was this not the the thing that he told you not to do just, like, five mm-hmm. minutes ago? <laughs> They're doing one of those Fortnite dances. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, no, this is why we... Why do we do this with 12-year-olds? Like... <laughs> <laughs> 
damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're married to a teacher. Can you imagine him, like, (laughs) instructing kids how to do this, like, incredibly dangerous thing and not be a little jerk about it? No. The amount of dancing that there would be. There's so much frequent (laughs) dancing. I feel like we didn't dance a lot when I was a teenager, unless you were, like, a dancer. But his kids are constantly just like, oh, what's going on? Doing a Fortnite dance. And it's like, okay. That's okay. (laughs) This is how we communicate now? All right, moving on. (laughs) Um, So he gets everybody, everyone else, like, jumps up. Chani's just like, yeah. You did it. Still, Car's just like, way to go. That sucked. <laughs> yeah, he, he immediately starts pointing out all the things that Paul could have done better, which I very, I like it that a lot that there's someone there to take the piss out of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, well, you did it, but it was really sloppy. 12 year olds do better. There was drum sand on your left, so you couldn't have retreated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, Paul's like, well, I saw it. He goes, well, you could have gotten someone to help you. You're allowed mm-hmm. to do that. But all right, you didn't. Fine. Um, like, you know, if you found that drum sand, this he would have eaten you. Yeah. So It is interesting, though, because they do talk some about the, like, how close you can get to it without being, like, sucked underneath it. Mm-hmm. There's some of that, which I found kind of interesting. Like, here's the mechanics of it. You have to stand, like, exactly this far away. So you don't mm-hmm. get, like, sucked into the soft sand or, you know, pulled in its wake. and you. But you still want to be close enough to get a hook into it. It was interesting. Yeah, and he says, you know, Stilgar is telling him, like, look, like we're a communal society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get someone to help you so that, that way if the worm turned towards you, they could, they could get it and, like, guide it away from you. Like, you yeah. need to have a partner. Like, that's what we do. We help each other. Yeah. And it's like, you know, doesn't matter who you think you are, dude. This is how it works around here. Yeah, he does. Um, it is interesting because he does get in and they get into it a little more into the chapter. But he it's a little bit like you're being very Mwadib right now. <laughs> exactly. Like you're not being Usul. You're being Paul Mwadib, the son of a duke. And I like that once everyone joins him on the worm, other people are also helping out. Like there's people steering, and he's sort of mm-hmm. the captain. Yeah, he's but, determining where they go. Yeah, because it's his worm. He gets to decide where they go. And I think like the guys are kind of really antsy and really ready for this showdown between these two to mm-hmm. happen. Um, and Paul's I also like that like... there are goaders in the back who I guess mm-hmm. are just like smacking the worm's ass to like get it to go faster. <laughs> like, come on, giddy up! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who knew? Maybe it's a bit of a yeehaw society, and I like that about the Fremen. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like, all right. So if I'm a worm rider now, a sand yeah. rider, I get to choose where we go because I want to go south. And Stilgar's like, eh. Yeah. It's a 20 thumper journey, which means, does that mean they have to call 20 worms or they have to? No, it'll take 20, like, however frequently they would, like, set a thumper, Mm, it would take mm -hmm. 20 of them. Okay. Because I think the point is that they would ride this worm and then it would just, like, exhaust itself and they could all just hop off at the end and it Mm -hmm. wouldn't try to, like, attack them. Okay. Um, 
I do like that he's also he's really Paul's really trying for for bonus points. He's like, well, yeah. I was like a child, and Stilgar's like, nah, not really. He's like, well, there was a cork separating the world from this, and they pulled that cork. There wasn't a cork. <laughs> he just keeps trying for these like extra. He's like, well, what about this? Stilgar's like, yeah. no, mm, yeah, not so much. Uh, but but Stilgar's like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. no Stilgar just wants to go attack the, the Harkonnen. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's not really a great time to just go south and chill out with everybody. Um, we should probably get some stuff done. Yeah. But, and... like, Paul knows that this big, like, confrontation is expected and coming. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, I guess he just needs to, like, have everyone in one place so he can, you know... Ha- Basically, he has a plan, I think. Maybe he's coming up with it on the fly, but he has an idea of what he wants to do in relation to this whole, like, who is going to be the leader question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, well, we're going to go south. And Stilgar's like, all right, fine. Then I'll call everyone to come for this big gathering. Because he's like, he's assuming that Paul's going to call him out and that they need everyone there to watch him basically mm-hmm. get killed. Yeah. Um, and Paul basically just wants to be like, let's just power through. And Stilgar's like, I think we need to stop. Like, yeah. we're going to go to the cave of birds. We'll have some food. And then we will go. But he's just like, no, we got, we got to keep going. Yeah. He does. Stilgar does a nice, does my decision suit Muad'Dib? <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. So they, um... Do they, they do actually go, end up going to the cave, don't they? I think they're headed there, but but they don't, they don't get a chance. Because, mm-hmm. well, Stilgar's well, right, saying, cause... like, you know, I don't even know these people that are with us, frankly. Like, mm. you know, these are your men, and they know you, and, like, Paul Paul's kind of hurt that Stilgar is acting this way, but, like, what do you expect? Yeah, it's like he he knows he's probably that he's gonna have to fight him, and he'll probably Stilgar will probably die. So he's bummed, and that's totally fine. And you know, Stilgar says the one who was the leader before me was my friend. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of left there where it's like you know, and but I had to kill him <laughs> to be the leader. Yeah. So that's how it works. Yeah. I like that at no point does Paul just want to say, hey, I was thinking about changing stuff up. <laughs> yeah, no, it has to. Well, I think it has to be like one big thing all at once. I, oh, it I always think... has to be a moment with these people. I know. I Well, I <sighs> feel like he doesn't want to tell Stilgar what he's thinking because he doesn't want it to look like they came up with it together or whatever. He doesn't want Stilgar to lose face, I guess. Which is fine, but... Yeah. It's just, it's always got to be a big to do. I can't believe I'm defending Paul right now. What has happened? You just have all these soft emotions because of the pictures. You're like, look at his baby face. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) The baby face of Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, it is a very nice little face. But they don't have to go to the cave right now because they spot an ornithopter all the way out there in the deep desert. What? It's got to be smugglers. And we gotta and jump. Is like, hey, gotta jump off this I, worm. I got an idea. <laughs> you want to kill some smugglers? <laughs> and uh, Stilgar's like, hey, there's Usul. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea. Yeah, there's the kid I know. (laughs) He's like, our men need some practice, and they need to learn not to come out this deep, because they're also probably trying to avoid the Harkonnen. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I, I think this is the first time that we hear that the spice eyes also affect your sight. Mm. Because Paul says that the spice blue overcast on his eyes made the sky appear dark. Yeah. So it actually, it isn't just the way it looks. Like, it actually affects your sight. So it's like you're wearing, like, some blue sunglasses. Can you imagine? That would be so weird. I cannot. Um, I have these red sunglasses, and they are crazy. <laughs> like, the color, like, they're... I think I read that they're actually like better for your eyes in um, sort of like a sunny slash overcast, like how we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when you wear them on a very bright, sunny day, they make all of the colors just completely weird. And then when you take them off, everything looks different. <laughs> it, it Like the sky will look purple. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. I think that hearing that, I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> I thought it was, I was, I guess I'd missed that previously. I just thought it was aesthetic. Yeah, but yeah, I same. And I was like, I don't know if I would like that. Yeah, I, because I, it doesn't sound like it's very useful. I mean, what do you guys do at night? <laughs> True. Well, yeah, they can they're... hear everything. They're the magic. Mm-hmm. The magic That's of true. the Fremen. I mean, human beings are adaptable, and we have evolved mm-hmm. <laughs> based on where we live. That's, this is a fact. We all used to have brown skin. I hate to tell people, but we all used to have dark skin. And then when we moved away from the equator, our skin wasn't as dark anymore. That's how that works. It's called science. Uh, is this a science podcast? Do we allow science here? I don't know. Just space science. Not real science. science. Yeah. <laughs> Just dude science. <laughs> Not real science. <laughs> oh. But yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah. It's just a series of shorter and shorter chapters until the end. <laughs> but is this where... Uh, so the next... When, when they do like interact with those smugglers, is this where we get a big reunion? Yes, it is. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. So we are very close to the end here. I think there's only like five or six more chapters yeah it'll it'll be exciting and it'll be i just i hope people are like gonna start reading this and enjoy it and have a good old time i do too um i would like to see more like book clubs and stuff doing dune um i'm really i feel like this is really just the first part in a longer journey because this book is just a big stepping stone into mm-hmm. the next two books and which I feel like are have a lot more going on than this book even though they're both a lot shorter that's true I mean yeah dude messiah is just kind of like hi I'm a book <laughs> it's like are you yeah it's it's a little breeze of a book Con- it really compared is. to this it's just like phew you can just fly through it. Mm-hmm. And then Children of Dune obviously has a lot going on. Oh, my God. So much going on. But then... When if you people s- think that Dune is weird, oh y'all boy. have not met 
Children, Children of, of Dune. Dune. And then you've yeah. not met God Emperor of Dune. <laughs> or Chapter House. Or hey, they just get progressively weirder. Oh, and so much weirder. And I love how weird they get. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are not even dealing with, like, Golas yet. We're not mm-hmm. dealing with Ix. We're not dealing with... Um, we don't have any fucking chair dogs around yet. Uh, why? <laughs> why would you? Why would you do it? Just, you're going to come out just guns a-blazing. <sighs> <sighs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, Megan. <laughs> I might have to retire. I'll find a ringer. Oh, you you want me to find a new po- co-host it won't work without you no it's it's true no i would not i, I hate chair dogs it's so weird it's, it's a weird concept it really very much is so i mean i feel like people that are new to june and i mean this is going back all the way to our first episode like when this movie comes out or when like more stuff starts coming out with it we're already seeing like more people being interested and in asking mm-hmm. like hey what's with dune um Guys, it's so weird. There's yeah. so much weird shit that happens in these books. And and that's that's sort of the issue is that people say, well, what's it about? And the parts that you can tell that are basic sound like every, you know, hero's every journey ripoff. Yeah. And then once you start getting into the nuance, it's like, oh, they just start backing away. <laughs> once you start getting into what like sex robots and chair dogs like people Suck are fighting. just like what <laughs> it's good stuff man it is it's dune i i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm a big fan of those last two books so i've got to revisit them i'm like, really it's looking been a long forward. time yeah i'm looking forward to rereading those Oh, and I said the phrase long time, so now my brain is like, oh, let's play Rocket Man. I'm just like, ah, okay. I guess. That's fine. Let's just do that. Ugh, earworms. That's right. Yeah, so my husband wrote Dune lyrics to Afternoon Delight. (laughs) So I'm going to convince him if he... I'm going to see if I can get him to record it for me and maybe we'll include it as a little bonus at the end of the episode here. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) But I mean, like it includes such lyrics as Spice Melange's life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I am talking about making your eyes glow, making dirty glow. I love. <laughs> Holtzman effect keep an empire tight, but the Padishah bows to Arrakis's might. So good. <laughs> Someone was on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I think we can probably wrap it up. This is a short chapter. <laughs> it is, and yeah. we don't want to go too off topic because we're trying to lure people in before we spring all that on them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we only have a few more chapters and then we'll be talking about another Dark Tower book. So people are already probably going to be like, what? What's happening right now? <laughs> um, We're talking Stephen King all of a sudden? Look, guys, we, our interests we are, are varied. <laughs> who we are. <laughs> we can't help it. <laughs> oh, we man. cannot at all. <laughs> 
Oh, so you can find us on the internet at uh, Weirding Pod on Twitter. We're on Facebook, Instagram, weirdingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to reach out, ask us questions. Mm-hmm. We want to hear, like, you know, what makes you interested in Dune? What have you, do you have any exposure to it at all? Like, have you read it, seen any of the movies? When did you do this? Just give us your whole life story. Please. And your please social do that. security number. <laughs> and your date of birth. No, I'm kidding. Also, we have hacked your webcam and <laughs> we, we have, know what you did. We need 1200 Bitcoin <laughs> or we release this video. <laughs> we won't know what to do with them once we've got them. But yeah, we will have no. them. So <laughs> I couldn't hack a paper bag. Okay. Oh like, God, no. No. Every time someone's like, "You've been hacked," I'm just like, "How? <laughs> I don't understand how this works." You Please just, you... do not take this as an invitation to hack me, guys. I really have oh, nothing of value. <laughs> no. My credit is not good. And I feel like so frequently when those things do happen, it's. I remember a friend of mine ages and ages ago, her Twitter got hacked and they just sent DMs that were basically just like, I need money. So since she's my friend, I like texted her and was like, did you get hacked? Because I don't think you would just send me a DM saying you needed money. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, no, I'll go change my password. (laughs) Yeah, my uncle's Facebook account got hacked and it's like not i don't think it was sunglasses but it was like some kind of like masks or something some kind of covid Mm -hmm. thing and it's like tagging everyone and his friends (laughs) i was just like oh well i've been i'm not gonna say i've been looking for an excuse to unfriend my uncle but (laughs) i'll take it (laughs) i mean he's obviously not not him so right (laughs) and yet I think the more successful way of what I have learned from MTV is you just Mm -hmm. catfish someone and you tell them things like, I want to FaceTime you, but I don't have an iPhone. And then they'll buy you one. Sure. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, don't take a lesson from our friend of the show, Sammy C, who just had the audacity to put the words sugar daddy in a tweet and was immediately immediately getting dm me dm me from older men it's just like stop what are you doing the best part of whatever bot algorithms they have looking for that combination of words is that i'm pretty sure she was saying it was a joke about getting a sugar daddy to like buy her some like mangoes or something like it was just like (laughs) some toilet paper yeah (laughs) Dang, I wish I had some some Dawn to wash my dishes. Right. (laughs) DM me. DM me. (laughs) But then again, they'd probably be like, oh, Bitcoin. It's like, again, I don't, I'm too old. Right. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I listened to that, um, oh gosh, uh, blah, 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 case file episode about the uh, Silk Road or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And how the guy that was like, like the Bitcoin guy kept calling himself the Dread Pirate Roberts. It's just like, oh, well, that strikes fear in the hearts of no one. <laughs> yeah, it's a choice. I mean, I right. like when they have versions of that on like SVU. And yes. they obviously can't call it the Silk Road. So right. they have to be like, they're on the cotton trail. Sure. <laughs> 
And you're like, um, okay, guys. There, you know what this reminds me of? There is nothing I love more than television and movie serials. Like, because they all are similar, but not... It'll be like um, Honey Kabooms, or mm-hmm. I think Kaboom is a real serial. Um, but it's all just like these hilarious generic names, like brand explosion (laughs) i feel like they purposely try to find like the most ridiculous name for serials in a television especially in television so next time like you're watching a tv show and characters are eating cereal tell me what the box says because i am i am addicted to this i need to know and it makes product placement so much more egregious Mm -hmm. when i used to watch the uh now defunct some of our passions they would get like brand endorsements so mm-hmm. they would have characters using these these products and it was so blatant like there was one character who i don't know if they still have it but for a while avon had a version that was for teens mm-hmm. and oh. one of the characters was selling that so she talked about it all the time they did this really hard on shows like um fringe did it um i'm trying to think of what else i think sleepy hollow did it uh yeah there is like some pretty egregious branding and i mean i know you have to walk a line because it's like Mm -hmm. on sleepy hollow i know that they would mention starbucks by name because they Mm -hmm. they have to explain what starbucks is and i guess on a one level it's like i guess that makes more sense than making a place up like if you're gonna Mm -hmm. be making a point about chains like it's not you know, like on Riverdale, everyone just goes to one restaurant so they can call it. It's the generic, you know, diner. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and then the worst one ever on Passions was a character basically being like, oh, like, let's let's go to bed and very blatantly picking up like a bottle of KY jelly because <laughs> that was their sponsor. But it was sure. just like... Like, I mean, okay, fine, but oh my god, like, turning the label towards the camera, like, oh, let's go to bed and have sexual intercourse with this KY jelly. Like, okay. (laughs) Sexy. Yeah, Thanks for the ad. (laughs) I mean, I'm not negging anyone that needs lubricant. It's important, but... but (laughs) If I was about to have sex with someone and they were just like, oh, let me get the KY jelly lubricant, it would be like (laughs) Truman Show. Who are you talking to? Oh gosh. Okay, so we're yes. we're way behind in wrapping this up. Do we have anything to plug this week, Megan? Uh, I do not yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you have a couple things. I had a uh, rev- uh, a write up about Iron Man three over at thespool.net. I'm also on this week's episode of Predictocast. I, when this comes out, it'll be a couple weeks behind. So. Um, check that out it's the episode they're doing a whole month of eric roberts movies um just <laughs> it's great they got a cameo they did they got it a, a of, cameo eric roberts. of eric roberts yeah and it's great like, promoting <laughs> i have a i have a real affection for eric roberts i think he's actually i think he's actually kind of a decent actor who has been stuck in a lot of these like sort of you know lifetime original movies and stuff he was the eighth doctor's master yes that's true i think that he's actually a good actor who's just kind of always been in the shadow of his more famous sister and Mm -hmm. that's whatever but i think he's 
perfectly charming. The movie was, um, it's called uh, Rude Awakening, and he plays a hippie that spent 25 years dodging the draft and smoking weed in the jungle, and then comes back to a 1989 New York to find it's really different. So, <laughs> Cheech Marin is in it, so if that's your thing, go, I recommend the episode at least. I can't say I recommend the movie, but... Amazing. It was a lot of fun to record it. <laughs> Say what? I said that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was really something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you have a new episode of your other show. You're allowed to plug your other show. Oh, yeah. So we, um, and actually it's timely because R.I.P. Brian Dennehy passed That's away right. today. That's right. Yes, he's in that. Very sad. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, Sammy and I watched, for Excessively Diverted, we watched... Uh, Boz Lerman's Romeo plus Juliet and we had a very special guest we had Steve Sadak from We Hate Movies which was huge (laughs) (laughs) and it was so much fun it was a really fun episode so if you either love or hate that movie I recommend listening to the episode because we definitely come down right in the middle of both love and hate on that movie yeah that's fair yeah because there's a lot of things about it that are really great. There's a lot of things about it that are really terrible. <laughs> there are a lot of things about it that are sort of inexplicable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But That's, I'll never be yeah. mad about watching Harold Perrineau in drag, singing no. and dancing. Never be mad about that. And those, I don't think... One thing I have to... I want to explain mm. to the youth, because I know all the kids listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to describe what Leonardo DiCaprio was at that time. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what who like the heartthrobs are. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Is he in movies? Uh, yeah, he is in the Dunkirk and oh. something else. Yeah. I knew he was in, I saw him on SNL. <laughs> he was very funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's just, you watch something like that, and it's just, you cannot, just the whole feeling at the time, I think, for myself personally, at that time, as a young teenager, I probably (laughs) would have watched him make a movie about, like, making soup. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little older, so I I didn't quite get on, I sort of missed the Leo train. mm. I enjoyed him as an actor, but I was already, like... 18 when this movie came out so it's kind of like eh, he looks like a 14 year old kid this doesn't really do it for me <laughs> i used to have this this vintage suitcase that i mean i still have it but i used to do i used to decorate the the top like when you opened it like the inside mm-hmm. and the centerpiece was a picture of him from that movie <laughs> like i don't know probably like dried roses or something because it was That's me amazing. and it was the 90s yeah that's perfect so that's exciting i look forward to listening to that i have not had a chance yet because anytime i try to play anything that isn't just music mm-hmm. or if i try to put anything on television that isn't ducktales my <laughs> child goes why are you doing this horrible thing <laughs> to me well and if i do play music i get a lot of how about elsa what about some elsa Fun fact for all you people out there, if you're not aware, uh, if you just have, you have an, uh, if you have Alexa, no, not, I'm not talking to you right now. Oh no. Oh, Thinking no, machine. 
<laughs> anyway, if you if you tell that device to play Elsa, it will play Let It Go. <laughs> nice. I we, don't have one. We, sh- my daughter said that as a joke. Well, not as a joke. Like she was trying to get it to do it, and we were just kind of like, "Oh, it's cute." She's saying, you know, play Elsa, and then it just goes playing "Let It Go" by Adina Menzel. I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> it knows what the children want. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I have a little. I have a thinking machine in my home. It's probably going to lock down the house someday. But you know what? Say lovey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Judgment Day is going to come whether we want it to or not. Kyle Reese. I I was just making a Terminator joke, not an end of the... Not an actual... No, then I was just thinking about Kyle Reese, so it all worked together. (laughs) Well, (laughs) this is very on brand for us. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, uh, stay safe, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.